0: Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com.
1: Damn these
2: biloxi blues, it happens every night. Yeah, and I ain't never met a river boat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care.
1: Don't, not even at all.
2: Get in my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook. Just a white line to getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.
1: budget's live, not so live, from the low-budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee, and this is the podcast for Monday, March the 13th, and I hope all you lowlifers are doing well out there this fine Monday, and if you're just tuning in for the first time and you wonder what a lowlifer is, well, that's what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as, and it's a term of endearment around here. It is not an insult. So welcome one and all, new and old low lifers. And we're going to be getting together at the Bassmaster Classic here. I mean, winding down about eleven days, we're going to be getting together in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Hill Bar and Grill for some low budget live, 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 some music, some good time sharing drinks, hanging out there. Probably about 7 p.m. I'm going to say, seven, or eight, something like that. Tailgate Super Party. I don't know. We'll come up with a better name. Between now and then, we appreciate the folks at the Hill, Knoxville, Tennessee, putting up with us that night. We're gonna have a large time. Some special guests lined up. It's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun, man. It's uh, it's good to be in the barn I've been traveling my freaking butt off this week. Been uh, all over the world and back. I feel like, and I've been to the to the land of Mickey Mouse. Not like that though. I I, I had work. It's not a fun trip. I hate Orlando. Uh, unless I'm in that area trying to catch a giant bass. Don't really mind Universal Studios if i got the kids with me and whatnot. Like, I'm a a big child. I like roller coasters and things, but I hate the Orlando Airport. And I've taken my kids through there many times, but it's just like nobody knows how to do security because they don't fly that much. And I get it. I get it. I try to be patient as a dad but you just got all these little kids and they're all Mickey Mouse cracked out of their head. I don't want to take
2: my shoes off. I don't want to put my iPad in the bin.
1: And then some old daddy's smacking them in the back of the head and lines wrapped around 300 times longer than it is at actual Disney to ride some stupid Dumbo the Elephant ride or It's a Small World at the freaking airport security line. I got to go back down there like two more times in the next few weeks just for work for th marine drives me crazy man and if and if you were in the security line i'm one of those people if you're one of those people i'm talking about i apologize i apologize because i've been like i said i have been that person i have been the person in the security line multiple times with his family and and it's not their fault it's not their fault uh it's bin laden's fault right thanks a lot bin laden because airport security sucks. And I think, you know, when you kind of sit back and you watch, it's different at every airport. Some people take your shoes off. Some people tell you, "I oh, just come on through. You get the old boy, it's like 5 o'clock on Friday. He don't give a damn. Just come on through here, buddy. You ain't got to take that laptop. That don't worry about it. The next one, they're like, get your laptop out. Why are your shoes not on your feet? You can't wear that kind of shirt in here. Just depends on where you go. So I get people getting nervous, you know. I just uh, I hate Orlando <laughs> for that reason. I'm sure it's a nice town. Otherwise, the airport sucks, though. Man, getting in and out, and Nashville's almost as bad because it's just a bunch of dang bachelor bachelorette parties and wearing cowboy hats are all hung over, just dragging ass through the, through the line It's <laughs> security up there. Man, it's about as bad. And that's where I that's where I uh, fly in and out of more than anything. Is that Nashville B and A up there, and and speaking of for the last week, as I record this, as I record this a couple days early from March the 13th, the triple threat, and I wish I had a uh, a sound effect for this, but she's been gone too. I've been traveling. She's been gone. She's still not home today as I record this. By the time you hear this, she will be home. She's been in damn London. London, England. I think that might have been Australian accent there. But she's been across the pond almost seven days as I record this. I'm not well. I'm not well. She doesn't travel without me very much at all, especially across the damn ocean. But she got an opportunity to go over there with some students of hers, and uh, and 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 she works for a college uh, teaching uh, rad tech radiology tech, really cool. She got to go work in a hospital in London for a few days. These students, she got to teach London uh, British, whatever you want to say it, uh, radiology students. Really cool. Really cool week for her. Not cool for me being here uh you know it was on the road got the dolls got the kids trying to take care of them as I'm in and out and uh it's just it's a let you know chaos it's chaos around here like me and the boys it's been chaos it's been complete and total chaos so I'm glad I'm glad that as you're listening to this the triple threat is back in the United States. Something else I'm glad for these sponsors that make all this possible here low budget live week in and week out the folks like Startron Kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your chainsaw, in your weed eater, most importantly, in your outboard engine. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run thanks to stupid, dumb ethanol. Ethanol is just terrible, and it's in 10% of all your fuel. I think that's the stat. A little dab will do you. Get some of this, especially if you're going to store the boat, which shame on you if you're like me and you're keeping it stored way too much these days. Drop some in there. Ethanol will gum up the work. Startron kicks it in the teeth. We're going to have some uh, Startron goodies to give away. Starbright, Startron goodies to give away there at the Classic Party, as always, for live, 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 live. They, they have been a uh, a great partner of this show for many, many years, and uh, I'm grateful for those people, to say the least. Pro Guide Batteries. Pro Guide Batteries making fine lithium batteries, AGM batteries, and they've been in the battery business for a very, 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 very long time. I say week in and week out, you do have a lot of lithium companies out there. You have a lot of fly-by-night battery companies. I got this one does this. Man, it'll run your whole house. Oh man, look at this. It's powerful. It's got all the power. There's so many lithium battery companies out there. Bro, God, been in business longer than all of them. They got into the lithium game. They took their time. Their lithiums are right. They got a new lithium cranking battery coming out at the Classic. It's going to be freaking phenomenal. I got one sitting right here. Talked about it last week. It it meets all the specs that Mercury requires for your warranty and all that jazz. It's going to be awesome. You can check it out at the Classic there. Or you can get on the website and get your own batteries. Use code LBL10 at ProGuideBatteries.com. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. Springfield, Missouri. Got to stop in there a couple weeks ago, talked about that. Spent way too much money. Those folks got it going on. They got the LOB jig front and center in the store. They got it on the website. They had it at Red Crest. So many of you reached out that you picked up some jigs at Red Quest, Red Crest. Baitworks will not have a booth at the Bassmaster Classic, but I will have, I will have LOB jigs in the TH Marine booth. So if you want to check them out, you can do so there but i got i gotta you know give a huge shout out to the folks at bay works it's the time of year where you're going to be getting your tackle ready there's all kind of new and fancy and flashy i saw they got the new bass mafia uh Zal dangerous swim baits in stock last week so get on there check them out that's something you want to look at they they got the goods The new zoom uni toad i got a couple uh packs of those while i was up there can't wait to try that thing out here uh, as the weather continues to warm in Tennessee. But you can use code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com to let them know your low lifer and save some cash there. And last but not least, hang the banner. <laughs> that Bassmaster Classic winning, all welded, high-performance aluminum bass, both the X21 Pro L. built in Hot Springs, Arkansas, by some of the finest folks in the business. They hang those 250 Yamaha show on the back to give it the best hole shot in the game, in my opinion. Sea deck, bow to stern, big old live wells, more tackle storage than you could ever need, and 96 inches up there on the beam. This is not your granddaddy's aluminum boat. Trust me on that. Take a ride in one, and you will understand why an Express X-21 is the official boat. (laughs) Of low budget live and why people say they've been building excitement since 1966. We're gonna have some excitement there in their booth at the classic as well. 1 p.m. on Saturday, the 25th, live podcast. It's gonna be if it's anything like it is every year, just just kind of crazy, <laughs> just kind of crazy. There's just gonna be a lot of people in and out. Uh, it's normally a revolving door of guests, and sometimes I don't even know who's coming up next. <laughs> But we have a we have a good damn time in the Express booth every year, the last, uh, last couple there at the Classic. So be sure to come out, make some rack at 1 p.m. there in the Express Boats booth. Can't wait. I'm sure we'll be propped up on an X-21. Come see it for yourself. All right. All right, moving on. Lots going on in the fishing world. And something that I, you know, I, I really, uh, sponsor-wise, I had an idea. Not necessarily for my show, but if any of you have seen some of the goings on on Facebook and some of the drama from down there at the Southern open drama from the first Southern open. Hank Weldon was on this very show and was like, Oh, everybody's going to behave and nobody's going to break any rules and there's not going to be any craziness. And then one of the craziest things that's ever happened in bass fishing history happened (laughs) all on video. And, uh, you know, a sponsor for the show uh, potentially, you know, you, you see billboards all over the place. I'm a big breaking bad guy. I always like, better call Saul the lawyer if you if you're familiar with that. But want to be a bass pro? Better call Joe. Ding! Uh, crazy video. If you've seen it, I'm not going to share it here. Uh, but crazy, crazy video made its rounds on on the facebooks, and uh, I saw. I got it sent to me. Uh, a few times by by some competitors in that tournament. And the situation is this, if you haven't seen it, there's a competitor, Tucker Smith. Tucker Smith, I'll say his name right here, uh, who has been disqualified uh, at the time of this recording from day two. His day two weight disqualified from the event over some things that happened. He is appealing. I'm not sure how that DQ will go down. but uh, But this video very blatantly shows a man – uh, who is is, is a lawyer, uh, allegedly, uh, down in in that Eufala area. and he is harassing, very clearly a contestant who is trying to fish next to Tucker on a spot that he says he was on on day one. The man harassing is, is, is just being completely a crazy pants, uh, which sounds like allegedly happens a good bit down there. You UFO. there's a lot of confrontations that happen on that lake over spots and things, uh, with all kind of people, but he claims to be a man named Ryan Ingram and he is very much not Ryan Ingram, uh, from, from the grapevine. It sounds like him and Ryan Ingram might not even be buds. Uh, he also claims in said video that he does not know the little guy, Tucker Smith, who was staying at his house during the event. Uh, I guess people don't realize, myself included, like, you know, videos happen. But it, what's what's amazing about this to me is that you think in this day and time, you can A, act like a complete and total buffoon, and then, and then release a, uh, a video of your own, Basically just saying, you'll sue the pants off of anybody. I am a lawyer. I will sue the pants off of anybody, and I can act how I want to act and completely uh, and completely fudge the entire thing. Lie in the video about who you are and, and that you don't know the competitor that's actually in the tournament that you should not even be meddling with, right? And then in your video to try to whatever, and I think that video has been taken down now, Say, well, I love him like family. He's like family to me. It's all bizarre, and and it smells like a skunk for a lot of different reasons. And I don't know Tucker. I, I've had some, I've had some, uh, some back and forth with Tucker. I, I like Tucker. I like Tucker Smith. I think he's a good little fisherman. Uh, obviously, he's one of the million-dollar winners there for the Bass Pro Shops tournament. I, I, I like Tucker. He's always nice when I see him, and uh, and I don't mean any ill will towards Tucker in this, but where there is smoke, there is fire, and when something smells like a turd, most likely you stepped in it somewhere. And this dude, if he acts like this a lot in life, and this is the kind of person you associate with, you might ought to change your direction and your, and your crew because – This was bad for a lot of reasons. This is bad. And and this put a lot of pressure on bass to do do something because it just stinks, man. Uh, It's one thing if you get help from a local at a lake or you got a buddy that lives somewhere and you stay with them. But it's another for a guy to be out there in the competition, not watching you, not just watching you. I've had buddies come out and watch me when I fish and, and it's cool family members and whatever but to meddle with what's going on uh man just it's a bad look it's a bad look there's no way to spin what's on camera it's like whatever i say here i said it you can it, it, and and there are times like you could cut clips of this and say oh well it was taken out of context and that's very much a reality when you act like a complete and total moron On the water, and then try to justify. There's no spinning that. There's no spinning that. But having an outside force, and we play our game on public waters, but having an outside force who's already, I would dare say, helping Tucker, you know, they're buddies. He's going to tell, if I got a buddy on Pickwick, I'm going to be like, yeah, man, go fish here, go fish there. He's already assisting the young man, I'm sure. And where he should go, you know, prior to uh, it going off limits and all that stuff. I'm sure. They fish together a lot down there, it seems, via, you know, looking at social media. Um, But he's already kind of, you know, he's kind of gave him a leg up in that situation. But to be out there and to try to intimidate another young man from fishing this area, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Uh, I hear there's a lot more to the video. That's not gone public. That is really bad, and uh, I've heard that. I've not seen that. I've been told that by multiple people, and uh, it's just a shame. It's a damn shame, man. And and uh, I do think I do think that lawyers feel like they're above the law. And in my personal experience with a lot of lawyers, and I probably have some that listen to this show, uh, you know, especially small town guys, they're chumps. Like they, they do. They feel like they can uh, they feel like they can do whatever and litigate their way out of it. And it's just you know proofs in the pudding, man. Like it just is what it is. Like sometimes you got to take a solid L and go, yeah, I'm a jackass and move along. But uh, just weird though. This thing could be like a a Netflix documentary by the time it's all said and done. I swear to God. Like it's been so crazy. Like you get in the comments of the Facebook post. Uh, I was flying when all this went down. And I was I was bored, so I was on Wi Fi. I'm in the comments. I just thought it was funny, and uh, so much of it's funny. And there are fake pages, <laughs> very clearly fake pages, defending this guy and commenting back and forth. I'm like, I was a witness, dude. It's bizarre. It's bizarre the links that have been gone to 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 stir this. And and what's sad to me, what's sad to me. And I I, I I've been in a lot of hot water. For things I've said on the show, obviously. And uh, and I'm always fortunate that I have people rush to my defense. And there's one overwhelming theme in this is nobody, this guy that acted like a total buffoon, there's not been anybody other than fake pages and his girlfriend, it would appear, to defend him. Everybody, my inbox has been slammed with people from that general area like. Yeah, but it's no surprise. <laughs> like it's it's crazy, man. So allegedly, allegedly, uh, you know, it's kind of a turdhead. And and look, before I get litigated, you can say somebody's an asshole. <laughs> and allegedly, you're an asshole, and you impacted, uh, affected the outcome of a bass tournament. Period. End of story. Like you did you did. Whether, uh, I know that the big talk was, were you whole sitting, Were you not all that? I don't know about any of that. I know you're an asshole. That's what I know. And I know you think that you can get away with it by suing folks. I'm like, I, I just think it's a joke. Um, one of the saddest things that I've seen, two things that came out of this are very sad to me. First of all, this, this jack wagon owns Aaron Martin's last boat and he's doing these things in, in a boat wrap. That's, that's Aaron's. And Aaron was one of the finest people on planet Earth that would never condone something like this, ever. Ever, okay? I knew him well. Would have never condoned this, ever, okay? The second thing is, and this is an angle that nobody's really talked about or thinking about in this. And, and it hit me. Uh, as I was flying home the other day, somebody had sent me a link to some marina down there. They had said that this gentleman couldn't fish their tournaments anymore because of his actions, and then they said, ah, well, we'll let him back, I'm sure, because I got threatened, whatever. Uh, who knows? Um, small-town politics kind of stuff, and happens in every little town. But uh, but there was a couple of just locals that aren't fishermen that commented on this, and they were tagging the mayor of Eufaula, who's a bass fisherman, a great guy, they were tagging him in it. They were tagging the Chamber of Commerce, and they're like, "Great look for our community, great look for our lake." That's why these bass tournaments shouldn't come. Taken out of context, they're they're looking at it's a boat wrap, it's a guy running his mouth, cussing, going crazy on another person. It looks like it's two competitors fighting. This video's gone over a hundred thousand views. It's it's you know it's viral in the fishing world, and outsiders are seeing it. That don't know our sport. And and look, there are confrontations on the water all the time. This is uh this is crazy. Uh like when it's captured like this. And there's a lot of man do there are Karens on boat docks yelling at people. These videos come come out, but these situations when they escalate like they have. And they get outside of our realm because we all think it's funny. We think the guy's a jackass. Uh, hopefully, justice will be served if there's any wrongdoing there at all uh, to to violate a rule in the tournament. You know, as far as as far as the anglers associating with this dude are concerned, and and hopefully bass will do the right thing there. Uh, and it sounds like they have, and and there's an appeal process, and we'll see by the by you know a couple days after this podcast airs. He may be scot free. I don't know. Still in the top ten in the tournament. I don't know. But it's just uh, it's for outsiders. It makes us look really stupid, and we're already seen in a lot of light as just uh, just kind of a not a serious sport to some people, or they don't understand it. And you get you know some of the comments are oh they buzz around in their brightly colored bass boats are dangerous. They're this, and then when you see a guy threatening and and. And just, you know, I'm gonna run circles around you all day and I'm this and just acting crazy. And you see that, and that's the example that people in that community who host a lot of bass tournaments. It's that that lake is one of the most important fixtures in bass fishing. Historically, currently, whatever. It's it's Mecca. And there are people that have a bad taste because of one of their own that lived down there acted like an asshole. It's all caught on tape. All caught on tape. So, yeah, I've had a lot of people like, what's your take on it? My take is that. Like, my take is it it makes us look bad. Uh, It puts Bassmaster in a terrible position. And, And here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't know why because his, his, his original story when he posted a video is he was out there just fishing and he did not even know where Tucker was at, the man that he didn't know. It was bizarre. You're fishing when your buddy's trying to win a tournament to go to the Bassmaster Class. This kid that you love like family in the same video is trying to go to the Bassmaster Class and you're just fishing in the general area, but then you see a injustice done. So you go to get in it, even though this dude, other competitor, fished the spot the first day. Which you should have known that because you're out there riding around too, allegedly. I don't know. It just stinks. It stinks. And it's like JT Kinney said on this show in January. We cover up the crap in bass fishing that we should be covering. And this is one I ain't gonna pass up talking about. I, I I just I don't get it. I don't I don't care if a guy's an attorney. I don't care if he's got money. I don't care if he's a big deal in a small town. You're an asshole. And now, now, regardless of of how the DQ shakes out and all that, Tucker Smith, who is a good fisherman, obviously, they'll always be this around it. Like you took away from, think about that, dude. You took away from whether you whether there was a rule infraction, whatever, you took away from the one that you say is like your family member. And then had and then and then you know fake pages defend it and no nothing else like it's it's weird man it's it's a it's a super super crazy deal and uh, you know that's my two cents on it. Want to be a pro? Better call Joe. I forget what Better Call Saul's tag line was. Um, They'll probably be billboards. You know, want to fish that brush, pile? Better call Joe. Bow, 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 bow. Alexander Shawna no 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 just billboards all over the place. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Interesting. All right, moving on from that garbage. Uh and it is, you know, it's it's sad. It's bad. I've seen some really funny memes, seen a lot of things. The the other sad part of this, before on this, is that Ryan Ingram, Ryan Ingram, who is one of, if not the, other than like Tom Mann and a couple of other guys from Ufala. Ryan Ingram's a legend on you follow. He just is. And uh, I, I've been around Ryan a lot over the years, fished a lot of tournaments against Ryan. And the fact that this dude acted like it was him and then tried to act like it was a tip of the hat to him and all this crap, it's just, uh, it's silly, man. It's silly. And Ryan, and Ryan got crucified in the comments because when the guy says, no, I'm Ryan Ingram, not on the lake. Brr, I'm big boy. I'm a big boy. (laughs) It's just so stupid. I don't care if your mama made this spot. (laughs) Your mom shouldn't have let you out of the basement, dog. Calm down. (laughs) i got a bass boat. (laughs) Silly, man. So silly. Uh, It's been a fun week, though. It's been hilarious reading comments and uh, getting memes and whatnot sent to you. It's been a it's been a uh, it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week, but hopefully justice will prevail. That's what most lawyers want, right? Justice. So hopefully justice will prevail, and uh, and we'll see how it all shakes out, man. We will. There's a lot more to it, though. I will say I do know things. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it. And I think that uh, cause there's a lot more details that are really funny, actually. But uh, we'll we'll get into those at a later date, hopefully, if things continue to escalate. All right. So uh, Redcrest is going on as I record this. I think it's day three or four of it, and uh, some hammers, some hammers trying to fish for 300k in uh, Lake Norman. It's always so close there golly and i've seen people in the comments i always have to read comments when i'm bored especially like a week like this when i'm flying around and people just like oh those little fish don't like it and it's only taking this kind of weight and it's the best part. it's just the playing field but man it's been uh the the first couple days that i got to watch a lot of fun to keep up with and and i'd say uh by the time you're listening to this it was probably dramatic <laughs> going into the end because it was so tight um in the standings and I like the format. I feel like it's really long, but I like the the I mean it's a it's a freaking grinder. It's five days, and they go uh first two days, cumulative weight, top 20. Then they do win on a three day cumulative total, like the old Forcewood Cup or the Bassmaster Classic. You gotta catch them, dude. <laughs> For five days. It's a freaking gauntlet. And uh I think. I think it's a it's a pretty cool format. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, hopefully the expo went well. Hopefully y'all y'all uh you know you got over there and 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 got your hands on all them lob's. I had some of you message me about it, but I hope that uh, hope that you, you you know you paid for them. Hope you didn't just walk off with them. All right, we got MPFL coming up this week. Something that I gotta I gotta drop in here that I want to drop in here. A new weigh in show, and I made a post about it, but a new weigh in show with myself and Fat Cat. It's going to be available. Our our production company is Fix Productions, Fix TV, and they have a new app called the Fix TV app. And this this will be available on there. But it basically be Fat Cat and I, kind of like the Peyton Manny, Eli uh, Monday Night Watch Party, Monday Night Football Watch Party. That's the concept behind this. But Fat Cat and I will be watching the way in and kind of goofing off, having fun, trying not to get fired, trying not to make too many uh, jokes about your mom making a spot and things like that. But uh, – It'll be a good time, man. It'll be a good time. Of course, live coverage returns. We're going to do live on days two and three. Got a a small field this year. 80 boats, 78 boats, something like that. A lot of fish catchers in this field. It's going to be a good damn time. And they kick off down at Pickwick Lake. The tournament dates are the 15th through the 17th. Wednesday to Friday to kind of get off that Bassmaster Classic practice. But if you guys are in the area Florence, Alabama, be sure to go check them boys out. I will be in the studio in Wisconsin up there in the damn snow and ice when a tournament's 40 minutes from my house. Yes, it makes no sense to y'all, but for production value, we like to be in the studio. So me, in fact, got will be up there. It's going to, it's going to be a large time, a large time. All right, let's get the sauce from somebody presented by the W sauce. This guy, speaking of MPFL, this man has won over $2 million. Everywhere. You can't just say with one tournament trail because this dude fishes all of them. Every damn one of them. Now has added NPFL to his already insane schedule so he can run around with his little buddy Keith Carson and other elite series cohort, Patrick Walters. Lots of, lots of big timers going to play in the NPFL this year to go with them. Big timers that are already in the MPFL that will frickin' cross their eyes at every tournament. But this man is someone that uh, I feel like everybody in the sport loves. Nobody has a damn bad thing to say about this guy ever. And if you do, get out of my life because he's one of my favorite people ever. Ladies and gentlemen, one of two coxes. I don't know how to say that, that we will have on the MPFL this year florida's very own john cox Uh, all right as promised here he is the man from d barry florida himself the the daggum one of two did you ever think that you could say that in a professional bass fishing event that you will be one of two cox Coxes out there just cox fighting around
3: uh, it's crazy
1: John Cox, everybody, what's up, buddy? <laughs>
3: hey, man, what's happening?
1: Listen, I, I, uh, <laughs> whatever I said that whenever your name, whenever you and I were texting, I'm like, dude, are you gonna fit? Are you gonna fish with us? Yeah, we're going back and forth, and and uh, when I did a show after the roster came out, I said, I can assure you one thing: I don't know what's gonna happen with the MPFL this year, but we will have the most Cox. <laughs> All the cocks in the NFL this year, and and and, and it is. Gonna be hard on my part. I just, I, I pray you guys both don't end up on camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's gonna be, it'll be hilarious. I'll have, yeah, I'll get fired for all the costumes <laughs> I'm gonna make all day long. But uh, that's gonna be tricky.
3: We're going to, I, I, I to Florida. Florida, John. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, like something else to go by, or like you know, is this you know, I, I don't know. There's just well, so many. Gets- he is
1: taller than you. So I may have to call you little John. Like there may <laughs> be. So the first year Dudley and I called him the other John Cox <laughs> <laughs> all year, And he loved it. I was like, John, I'm going to call you the other John Cox. And then I was calling him the original John Cox. Cause he's yeah. older
3: than you. I was like, yeah. well, he's
1: here before him. Oh so I yeah. The OG, The original yeah. John Cox and fishing.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah we're going
1: we're gonna to have fun, dude. So why? Why on earth do you think you need to fish another tournament trail? I'm glad you're there. I can't wait. But dude, you added one more thing. You you're not fishing BPT because of conflicts, but you're fishing the invitationals, and now you're going to jump in with with Keith over here in the MPFL.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's honestly pretty much Keith's fault. You know, I mean i i uh, you know I didn't really look at much uh, much of it. You know, or even where we're going. And Keith was like, "Hey, man, there's." uh you know you can make five of five of the six and he, you know and he was like it'd be cool we could travel together and I was like okay so
1: and a small a small field this year mm-hmm. which I feel like helps you guys not that you need help but I know the way you guys like to fish that shallow water deal that really helps right like it opens up that much more water
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be great. The smaller field, you know, you can pretty much uh, a lot of the stuff that was like, oh, that's an obvious spot. You actually get to fish some of that stuff now and, uh, you know, get beat up in practice and stuff as much. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think it's going to be cool. Like, I I mean, you know, with the field so small, I mean, I mean, gosh, even dumping in in the morning weighing everything's going to just go so much smoother. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be exciting.
1: So, you, yeah, I think we all – we do have one conflict with the elite. So, you can fish five of the six.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you're going to have to work your butt off to make the championship because that's the right. lot of money on the line with that deal. It's going right. to be cool too. But let's talk about the chance, 100 grand, 70-something dudes. Like, that's yeah. got to factoring in there too for you, right? Like, Well, like, yeah, I mean
3: <laughs> it's, it's like fishing a championship, you know, and, uh, and it's really neat. And, and I don't know, you know – you know, if I get lucky and maybe win one, would be great. You know, uh, the main goal is uh, to just try to uh, break even on those, you know, because we're really packing them in there, you know, and uh,
1: so uh, that's always your goal though, right? Not to yeah, guess. it oh, really that's is. Always it's your it's, goal, I feel
3: like pretty much, yeah, and uh, but man, I mean, it, I mean, how exciting, you know, you know, 70. Someone out of 70, I think six guys, 75 guys, whatever it is. Yeah, 76,
1: 77. I should know that. Yeah. I work for them. I don't. I Somewhere
3: don't know. In there. But w- one of those guys, I mean, 100 grand really changes your life. I mean, I know first time I won 100 grand, I got to move out of my mom's house, my dad's house. I bought a house down the road, you know. Now houses are a little more, but uh, you still do, do what? It's a good down payment. Yeah, it's bro. a really good down payment, you know. Yeah. So um Yeah, so I mean, it's super cool. It's going to change someone's life. Every one of those tournaments.
1: Well, looking at Pickwick, I know it's not your favorite place in the world. (laughs) Oh, bad times. Now, I think it was the it was FLW last year. You called him. You called him. I was like, okay, okay, okay. The Elite Series a couple years ago in the same time frame. Maybe you want to forget that one. You it was not terrible. What is yeah. it about the Tennessee River? Because you, dude, Chick, right up the road, one of your right. favorite places. But what is it about this Tennessee River Lake in Pickwick that you don't maybe like connect with? What, what's what's because Pickwick's different. I feel like than a yeah. lot of the other lakes on the chain.
3: Oh, it really? Is I, what I've learned or seem to realize about Pickwick is that uh, for me, when the current gets running, it trumps everything everything that's happening anywhere else in the land. And, uh, and I refuse to believe that, (laughs) you know, and uh, that's why I finished dead last when the current's running, I finished dead last, but I'm going up this year. (laughs) I'm only bringing my cranking stuff, my spinner baits, you know, a couple of new slobber knockers and uh, I'm going to fish in the current.
1: (laughs) You refuse, you refuse to be uh, beaten by the current again. See that's so for a Tennessee river guy, that's the Florida thing, right? When I go down there, it's very much like the first time I went to Okeechobee. Oh, you're not supposed to be able to catch them in dirty water? Watch this. Yeah. We catch them in dirty water in Tennessee, suckers. And then yeah. zero. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. 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 So I get it. Like you come yeah, in with some notions. You're like, oh, well, shallow fish are shallow fish. And then yeah. they turn the current on, and it's like, oh, these fish are really stupid. They do yeah. weird things. And right, they. Man, they do. They do yeah. weird, weird things on the Tennessee River. Mm-hmm.
2: For
0: I, sure.
1: It can be like tidal water too. Pickwick for me, like being a shallow water angler who loves to fish like you do. I'm also, you know, I'm I fish the dams. I've I've done all that my whole life, but I love like Pickwick's got a lot of beautiful cover. Like right. some of the prettiest stuff you'll see in the country. Right. And they jack with the water so yeah. much that you could catch them somewhere for five minutes and then never get another bite there the rest of the week. Like it's how it works. It really is.
3: It definitely, Pickwick definitely fluctuates, uh, especially at Florence end of the lake uh, (laughs) more than anywhere I've ever seen. You know, like you say, you might flip to that bush and catch one in the morning and then by the afternoon there's, it's three foot up on land, you know. Yep. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it's like it's very much
1: yeah. like tidal water. The guys that understand it, they're dangerous, man. They really uh, how how the current affects them, how the the lake levels. And and you're right, right there at the tail race, when they flip the switch, it can raise or lower. Like things things get wild. I've seen some uh, I've seen some crazy things happen. Guys getting stuck up in shallow, you know, shallow little hidey holes. Like oh, I'm going to be good, and they're like, yeah, oh, you're there. <laughs> You're there yep. forever.
3: You're stuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can ask Keith about that. I think he ruined ruined one of the boats there. Oh at, really? uh, spots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the boats.
3: Yeah,
2: one
1: of them there. <laughs> so let's talk about that dynamic. I had both of you guys on when you when he came over to fish the pro circuit, the invitationals, whatever they're called now. I can't keep up. I think it's the invitation. Yeah. And and I was like, how is it working out, guys? Both of you. And you said on this show, you said, it's not. It's yeah. Not. Because you know I mean? fish, it, has it gotten any better being able to kind of work together and go, hey, this is how this is going to shake out? Or what's the deal?
3: Well, so I think, you know, last year it was like he would top 10 or I would top 10. And yeah, we could yeah. never both catch them. Like, it was just like, you know, I was trying to stay out of his way or he tried to stay out of my way. We'd do terrible. Uh, this last tournament uh, went really well. I, I got up there, uh, kind of late because it's coming from Seminole. He already practiced like an area and, and got kind of dialed in and, uh, he like sent it to me. He's like, look, this is where I'm fishing. And I'm like, wow, that's like six miles. How about you give me a little bit of that? And he's like, uh, and he's like, well, I'm going to run all of it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I was like, what about these two pockets here? And he's like, I didn't go on them. And I was like, okay, I'll go on them. So that's what I ended up fishing. We both did good. You know, I, I didn't see the entire to tournament. Yeah. Yeah, we both did good. Oh, no, I, I just we both just missed the top 10. Okay, but it, but we had cameras like we did really good in the tournament, and uh, I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to see him. like I wanted to see him that midday, be like, hey man, you got any? And we never ran into each other, <laughs> but we were in the same area, it was crazy, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. We had, actually really enjoyed that tournament. Uh, I hope we go back to Clark. So that place, I don't think people realize how many fish are in that lake.
1: Well, you know, I had that on my on my notes here to talk to you about because I fished Hartwell a bunch just like you have mm-hmm. and everybody has. But but Clarks Hill, back in the day, I can remember talking to like guys like Gagliardi, Thrift about it. Like, it used to be the lake. Like, it was yeah. the one over there. And then they had some Bassmaster. I think Davey Hype maybe won a Bassmaster yeah. there.
3: Yeah. Or pig.
1: Yeah. yeah. Years ago on a Heron Spawn deal. But, but yeah. man, you guys railed them over there like it oh, was man. fun to
3: watch yeah it what i was shocked was how uh i mean for me i didn't get to practice much but I, like I, I didn't really find a lot of dead water you know it was like you could go into an arm uh and get a bite you know and that's that's super cool you know that, that it seemed like i had so many fish in and so so huge like i i saw uh one guy the the whole time yeah and i mean there's a hundred and uh 50 60 of us and like it was incredible how big that place is i mean you got dirty water in the back of every every creek in there you know i mean it it was a really cool place
1: yeah it, it was uh and to have the spotted bass and and big largemouth yeah. held dakota bear weighed some
3: weight yeah. hammers obviously, yeah. To
1: yeah win that yeah. thing uh by the way we and as we're recording this red crest is going on while everybody's listening red crest is is finished when everybody listens to this on monday that dude's on a little bit of a roll right now. They better watch him over there for that three hundred k. I oh, feel yeah. like maybe he's already won it. When people are listening, yeah, yeah I don't but, know. But he made a big jump. Uh, the the right before recording this, he made a big jump to get into that those knockout rounds and all that. But that right. that dude is he. The second he came on in the the tour, I think he fished the last year. I did it was his first year. immediately starts getting checks he's consistent and that dude is just kind of getting into a little bit of a a rhythm i think it's gonna be scary for a lot of folks
3: oh yeah yeah no he definitely i think it's kind of cool when you see uh you know um when you see an angler like kind of learn their self and be like hey this is what this is what i'm doing you know and that that's what he's doing i mean he's just catching them Yeah, yeah that's really cool
1: yeah, and and at, at Clark's Hill, he was offshore with the live scope deal, but he was also on the bank. Like he called was mm-hmm. on the bank, he was he was mixing it up. Cause most of the time I feel like I do see him offshore. Like he's an electronics guy. He, right. he does really seem to enjoy that. But uh right. what you do too, big four-facing sonar guy. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. You catch one on camera it's one of the coolest clips of the year. A big one comes up and eats a bluegill, right? Yeah.
3: In front of you. yeah. you just flip out there hey i was like no one believed this you know i could tell that story at, at the way in and they'd be like yeah right
1: no cameraman over your shoulder nobody's believing john on that one
3: no no you it said that's great. what
1: those guys out there in the middle are fishing for
3: yeah i was like oh, I'm, i already knew that and i'm like oh i need to just try to get as close as i can to get paid and go to the next
1: because <laughs> you figured they were going to slam them oh yeah that's what yeah. i just. Figured.
3: I figured. was like if that's what lives out there that you know six seven ten feet of water whatever it is it was Yeah, I was in trouble. Yeah, that's the biggest one I caught all week. It was in the deepest water too. No kidding, that was the biggest fish of the week. Yeah, biggest one I caught all week. (laughs) Interesting, man.
1: So, will you? Do you have any intentions whatsoever of trying to go back and fish everything? Just BPT, MPFL, Elite Series invitations. Do you ever see, especially with the five fish thing now? Which I know you you've had success in the other format, but now everything's kind of the same.
3: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed uh, the change, uh, you know, going over and fishing some of those and catching yeah. them as I um, but I mean, I, I would love to do them all again. It just really depends on how the schedules play out, and, um, you know, and that's kind of what I've been doing, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's been tough. I mean, I've been watching Red Crest, uh, you know, this week, and uh, man, it's it's kind of miserable. <laughs> I mean, I love being home, but it's miserable knowing there's such a big tournament going on and not being a part of it. And,
1: and uh, kind of in your wheelhouse this week too. A little bit. <laughs> yeah,
3: I love Lake Norman. I love oh, lake it's lake. Great. yeah. So
1: yeah, Brian Thrift beat me there one time for a hundred and something grand and and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and an FLW there in the fall. I, he beats a lot of people there for a lot yeah. of money. Uh yeah.
2: Yeah. but
1: but that lake is and I've seen comments on there, oh man, small fish. It's this, that take that aside, like dude, it's such a cool playing field. Mm. with so many bites it's like you said about right. there's not a lot of dead water on that lake i don't right. feel like now they do seem to congregate by size and areas and things but right. so cool you can catch spots power fishing you can you can uh try to find a unicorn largemouth every now and then i think we right. saw Edwin Evers call like a six the first day like it's got big ones in it right but yeah. such cool body water dude i've had a lot of fun over there the times i've gone so yeah i figure you have been foaming at the mouth watching yeah, I
3: I was yeah I was just saying yeah. because like you said like I remember one of the days I had a practice over there uh, you know where I saw my general round I I bet I bet I shook a hundred off oh yeah you know and I mean probably the most bites I've ever had on it in one day and uh, I just remember, I mean just gosh it is it has been tough watching it <laughs> Not I, guarantee,
1: I guarantee it have you uh, have you been surprised at, whenever the announcement came out were you surprised I should say that the format changed did you did you think they would stick to their guns on that after fishing and being over there were you shocked to see they were going to go to five
3: um and i i didn't know if they would go to all of it like that um but i mean so far it seems like it's been pretty good i mean with the one chris lane one and stuff i mean that was like i mean that was insane you know it still has it buzzer beater yeah yeah i mean yeah so that i mean it worked out really well on that one uh you know, but, yeah, I, I think the guys are happy with it, and, you know, they're enjoying it, and, um you know, now they get to go fish for, you know, just, you know, five big ones, and, uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. It looks like a lot of fun.
1: Same same, same game we've always played. I think what's yeah. interesting for me, though, is the score tracker element of it, right? Like that right. that they know, oh, gosh, my 11 pounds is getting my ass kicked, and right. To get to watch the guys make decisions based off of that. I, I because it's more relatable for for old school tournament fishermen that grew up in the five fish format, which is basically everybody. Right. Oh my gosh, how would those demons get to you if somebody says, oh, yeah. "Hey, John Cox has got seventeen pounds, and you're fishing a row of docks right by me, and maybe I already fished them and didn't have a bite." And
3: you're like, yeah. oh, my, "Oh my god, yeah. oh my yeah. god, I didn't, I, even think, I didn't even think of that part. That part yeah. would be." Uh, or you, you know or added- you show an area a guy's in, you know, that you want to fish, but you're kind of waiting for him to move out, and he's just lighting him up, you know. D-
1: yeah, you know? It, it does change the game in that aspect because nothing gets to me more than if I do run into you and you're like, yeah, I got, got 19 already, and it's like 9.30, and I'm like, what the yeah. hell am I doing with my life? And I got <laughs> two, which is, you know, obviously that was the case more times than not fishing against you. All the times I fished against no. you, I never beat you one time. But no. – But that's that I can't imagine some guy in the back of the boat. Uh, yeah, Luke, John just caught another one for seven pounds, three ounces. And you're like, I gotta find my generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. my generals, I don't have them. Oh my God, (laughs) it wouldn't matter. I can't
2: use them like John, anyways.
1: Dude, (laughs) dude, it's it's cool to me to see that bait become just so synonymous with you. Like, it's just like they should put your face on all the packaging because it is (laughs) like it is, it's just the John. Like once you, yeah. once you walk in with a bait like that, it's just yours forever. Like nobody else can lay claim to the general and they are, I've talked to you off camera cause you're sponsor, all, 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 yeah. all anglers are sponsored and all fishermen are liars. That's always the joke. Right. But yeah. I've asked you like, when you first started, like, yeah, I catch them on a general. I was like, John, um, uh, you really catch them on a general, yeah. it's really something I need. And you're like, dude, yeah. So <laughs> now I've got a bag full of them and it is, yeah. it's the deal.
3: Yeah, they uh they really did really well with them, just with everything, you know, just how it sinks faster and, you know, just, it's like a different plastic, you know, it's not your traditional plastic, right. oh, and I think that makes a huge difference, and, um, you know, and then the more natural, neutral colors, I mean, that's, that's. I mean, I have so much, you know, you know what it is, is I take my kids fishing, and that's what they throw, you know, and I would get whooped by them quite a bit. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, ah, okay, I'm all
1: in. <laughs> and, and there is something to that you're right. The the colors are natural. There's not a lot of wild colors. They're kind of dull, is the way I would put it too. You know, Almost like, like a flat kind of flat finish
3: yeah, kind of
1: yeah, and and they do, man, they get bit. Are, are you ever and I obviously I say this a lot on the show, I don't go in nuts and bolts of fishing. There's a million shows out there that do on the actual technique side, but do you nail weight much? I mean, are you just are you just kind of straight up? You got a hook you like to make it sink the, at the rate you like? Yeah, so
3: I, I don't uh, do much of the nail stuff anymore. Uh, I might Nico rig it if I need to get it down in, like, some deeper, you know, like some three-and-a-half, you know, maybe a little. But but for the most part, the way the, the, way the general uh, – how they built it so that it sinks faster and everything, uh, you don't really need the weight. You know, you can just wacky rig it, Texas rig it. Uh, I do a lot of, I, I do a lot, like I Texas rig it with no weight. That's like one of my favorite things and almost, oh, working, yeah. uh, you know, working like a jerk shad or like a, you know, a soft jerk bait style. Yeah. Um, that's like, honestly, that's like kind of one of my favorites that, you know, if I'm not throwing it wacky, I'm throwing it that way. Every once in a while i put a little bullet weight on it, but for the most part, that's just, I just keep it super simple.
1: When when the cinco first came out, that was my before it, the wacky craze started years ago, mm. fifteen years ago or whatever. Texas rigging just it, just throwing just straight up like that was always my favorite. On like especially like Wheeler Lake was always fun. Yeah. Wilson like around seawalls and docks yeah. up there spawning where you couldn't see them. Yeah. We didn't know to wacky like I that, that was just what we did. Like just I put it on a three or four out hook and throw yeah. it on like twenty pound fluoro and wait for the yeah. thing to swim <laughs> off and jerk and reel a lot in one day. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. so yeah that's a that's a killer way to fish it i think gets overshadowed a little bit now because of ever the obsession with the wacky or Niko stuff
3: oh yeah well just with all the the broad red right, all the stuff we have now it's it's hard i mean I even find myself like you know like ah, do I really want to th- I want to throw this but you know when it comes down to it it's like I just want to catch them <laughs> you know
1: and I will say that about Berkeley damn man th- there's no shortage of new things for you to experiment oh, yeah.
3: Everything yeah, well, you ridiculous. wait till the, wait till this eye test <laughs> It's gonna. We got some stuff caught. I've been I've been testing some of the swim bait stuff that's coming. Edwin Evers caught I one. I saw. Yeah,
1: I saw
2: one. And they I was like,
3: talk. I thought we weren't supposed to talk about that yet, but, <laughs> but well, I, yeah, I mean, some awesome stuff coming.
1: You shared that on Instagram, and I saw it, and I was like, wait a second. You said zoom in, and I'm like, yeah. And so I zoom in. I'm like,
2: oh,
3: all right. I hear you. Yeah, I hear yeah, you. The, yeah. You. Col- the colors that. Uh, they were able to get it. Just it'll blow your mind when you see them. It's uh, really, yeah. I I haven't got to test any of the colors. I got the plain white one, uh, you know, the the test ones, and they were eating that up. Yeah, you know, I was like, can't imagine when you get some color on it.
1: That's, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it compares to the, cause it looks similar. It looks similar Mm -hmm. to some other, that style that's that's popular. I won't, I won't go into detail. Yeah, I mean, I know they made a post with it, but they didn't really, they didn't like you did zoom in.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah, just like
1: oh well, we might as well show this since edwin's cracking them on it yeah, uh, that yeah. bite is one of my favorite bites now that i've discovered in the last three or four years i like that i like yeah. it when I, I don't that, it's fun yeah
3: i didn't really know much about it until i started you know and they're like you can skip it and i'm like really you know like they're like it skips like the general and i'm like nah there's no way And mean you can send that sucker up under the docks i mean it it's impressive how you can skip something that big on a baitcaster under some yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot of fun.
1: Well, they have a lot of different sizes in it, or would it just be kind of one standard size?
2: Or- no,
3: there'll be a couple sizes. Yeah, I'm but it, it's uh, yeah once yeah once you get it and see and you're like and you see how it's designed, you're like, oh, that's why it swims so well. Like it's it's cool. Like it's uh, okay. they did a really they did a really good job.
1: Do you do you have any signature stuff coming? At ICAST,
3: uh, I got my rods and and uh, you got a spinner rod and a cranking rod, but I think that might have been last ICAST. But that's all I got.
1: I don't yeah, know. just some signature rods and rails. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you have a signature cranking rod still just Is blows my mind. It's cr-
3: and I, I, and I, I promise I will be cranking probably the entire Pickwick tournament. I know yeah. you will be. You're a, cranking I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, there is a lot of other things you can throw, but gosh, you pick up those fish that swipe at it a lot of times, you know, that wouldn't, you know, might not take a spinner bait, might not take your, you know, your slobber or whatever. So it's just, uh, I really like throwing it.
1: Well, now that you're this cranking fiend, you're like David <laughs> Fritz Jr. Do you, I, I'll put you on the spot because I feel like a lot of people at home, you're, you're Mr. Pure Fishing, and you are, and I know you're a Fritz side, God Almighty, you catch them on it. So does Keith. I watch this all the time on MPFL with him. Do you have you picked up any other crankbaits from other brands though? And in in the boat, like are you that deep into the cranking deal? Are you just like Berkeley or Die Fritz? Because the Fritz sounds great, dude. It's one of the best plugs ever been designed, period. Like it's killer. It's so, Do you're like, oh, give me some of them little DT6s or
3: something. Do you have other baits? So uh so I tried a lot of them other ones in the past, you know, and I used some, I caught some fish on them. Um, but it, it was something uh the Fritz side, like the first time I threw it, we me and Brad and Keith, we caught like 20-something pounds. So I'm like, okay. And then I went one uh Rayburn with it. Yeah. and a couple yeah. months later, Keith won uh wherever the heck he won. I don't my, know. He won somewhere. Life. Yeah. So yeah. like
1: it, it for to me, I have
3: I have a Fritz side box. And that's what I bring. <laughs> now, now
1: that, but, little, uh, that little deep one's sneaky. Yeah,
3: little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just mostly throw the five, but in all okay. the different, you know, the, the junior, the regular, the big one. Um, but I have to say, uh, crankbait wise, well, the money badger, I'm pretty sure that's out. Yeah, uh, it's that's out. Yeah. Deep. And that, I think that was more of like for trolling walleye and uh they turned it into a bass lure and man it, it's crazy how uh weedless like as fast as you can crank and it doesn't get hung up like grinding it into rocks and stuff um so i've thrown that a lot i've caught a lot of uh, you know other species on it and some bass you know but uh you know it seems like everything eats it but that that's a cool one i'm probably gonna throw that some more and then uh, i think i cast we got a couple that you know might replace dt6 and some other stuff so yeah
1: oh okay okay all right you're gonna get in trouble but i'm getting oh, 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 edit
3: that out bleep that part I'm, out.
1: Not gonna have here yeah hang on yeah. a second
3: <laughs> yeah there we go hey berkeley's
1: got some other <laughs> coming out i cast 2023 john cox the, <laughs> the cox cox <laughs> frank
3: yeah oh,
1: <laughs> the, God. DC, the dc the dc six <laughs> <Yeah>. damn cox <laughs> like my god Uh, so uh, gotta ask you this you've got you've got a history you got a lot of histories about a lot of things (laughs) 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 but you have a history of being you you know you're with crestliner you just plowing through the damn jungle to get to these spots and i heard a story and you you told a little bit of it there at Seminole but you may have, have have up uh was that the biggest of all time that you've done it because because I've seen oh. you, I've seen you I watched you one time at Chickamauga for all the folks at home here the low lifers you pulled up I was a co-angler at the time and we were pulling into the Dayton boat dock and your boat was actually on fire your yeah. console was smoking you're like hey dude you see the smoke and I'm like God oh, I'm like you yeah, gotta get your boat out of the water you're on fire. I think we've told that on the podcast before yeah. but so I'm not I'm accustomed to yeah John's got yeah he doesn't have a transducer he's going to do what he's got to do to get to the fish. You ever knocked a hole in one like that? Uh
3: I have uh I hit one at Ray Roberts one time that was pretty bad. Uh but nothing like at Seminole. Uh, Seminole, you know, uh just to set it up I I left my house Uh, at two in the morning, drove through the morning, got to the ramp, knew this all the weather. I'm like, man, this is like, you know, this is going to be an epic week. I can't wait to drop the trolling motor in, start fishing. And I'm running the channel in, and I don't know if I made a boo boo and went on the wrong side of one of the channel markers or, or, or what. Like, I don't know. It's it's 10 minutes into the morning. I haven't even put the trolling motor in. First day of practice. First day of practice. And I jumped this, this stump in spring spring creek that you know I I hit it going about 40 and the whole boat jumps out of the water comes down and I'm thinking like okay it's okay you know like you know it was kind of scary but it wasn't bad it's just like I hit it on plane didn't hit the motor uh well the bilge came on so and then I was like I was like ah you know I'll fix it you know when I get in and I was like and then something told me you should probably open up the back hatch and see how much water's in there and I opened the back hatch and all my battle batteries chargers a power pull, everything is completely underwater. So I jumped back in the driver's seat and I just floored it as hard as I could to the shore, which is about a hundred yards away. And the water was shooting out the back hatch, going by the motor. And I just drove it straight up on the bank, uh, you know, to keep it from, from going down. And, I, and I'm sitting in water, uh, you know, and I catch a ride from Larry Nixon. Oh, I tried to Uber first. But there's there is no Uber gonna pick you up in Spring Creek out there in the middle of nowhere. I got a big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I go through my phone, I'm like texting everybody and I'm calling. no one's answering. And I'm like, hey, no big deal. just you know I'm sinking, but you know give me a call back. I need you to pick me up from shore and knowing and But I, I finally got a hold of Larry Nixon. He came and got me and I got the truck and I pulled and luckily there was a ramp right there where I drove it on the shore. And I backed it in and I go to the boat and I'm just like, God, please let this thing start. Like everything's underwater. I'm like, just let this <laughs> thing start. And, uh, it cranked right up. What? And, I, and I'm sitting in water and I pack it off the shore and I drive it on the trailer. And then like, I pulled the trailer out like an inch, let it drain, pull it out another, you know, just so I when it popped the tires and, uh, man, I, I dried it out. I took it to the weld shop. They welded a three inch, by four foot long piece of aluminum over the over the cut um because what it was it was a stump with a piece of rebar in it so it just the the rebar punched through and it just cut it like a can opener right down the middle of it and uh they welded up they did an awesome job there the weld shop was right there aired everything out you know i got back out the next day of practice and uh i was shocked everything worked the next day everything worked and now we're like you know Three weeks later, <laughs> I'm not leaking. All of all my batteries are working. Everything. Every, I mean, it's incredible. It's like never even happened,
1: dude. It's amazing that nothing shorted out. Like the oh, fact yeah. that's a miracle from above yeah. that we're, nothing so, shorted out.
3: Not saying next week, you know, while we're doing the MPFL thing, I'm out there stranded, and I'm like, hey, man, none of my batteries work or anything. But I mean, for for three, you know three weeks, they've been solid. So I'm gonna keep running them just There's, to see
1: there's no uh there's no Uber at Pickwick either bud so no, no, no. <laughs> I think that's a testament you know me i'm a I'm an express guy, I'm an aluminum guy. I think that's a testament though to why I enjoy i mean look, I don't want to knock a hole in one. I have right. hit some things though that I should not have hit and right. and the 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 toughness of that material. Like it, it, it really like, dude, had you not hit the rebar, you probably wouldn't have poked a hole. No, it would have
3: been fine. It might've yeah, been it. Just, it, yeah. been
1: it, I, mean,
3: it but I thought my, I thought it was fine. Like even when I went back yeah. in the water, I was just going to take off, but something was telling me to take a look at it. Cause can you imagine if I would have took off oh got further into spring, spring Creek and probably, you know, the boat, all my, I would have lost all my stuff. Everything.
1: Just, yeah. But, some, and dude, uh, can you imagine if that had been in a glass boat, though? Like, what a testament. Oh. I mean, because it would have destroyed it, first of all, like, just immediately. Mm-hmm. And there's no, oh, yeah, well, then I practiced again. Then I fished the event. Now I'm three yeah. weeks later. There's none of that in a glass water. boat. None yeah. of
3: it. Yeah. yeah, it would have it totaled out the glass boat.
1: Seminole is, it's an evil fishery.
3: It really is. It is, man. I love it, though. I oh, love yeah. it besides that part. Like, the fishing, I love the fishing there. I just hate running around there. Sucks, man.
1: It takes me, it takes me like a full day every time I go there to kind of like mentally get into. All right, I'm just gonna hit shit the entire time I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you no, know yeah. I mean doing the gl- oh. and I haven't fished it since I've had my express. But like when I yeah. was like Rangers, it'd just be like, dong, dong, yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah. And like, oh, like you're good, yeah. and you know, you see, you'll go by stump that will have rebar on it. Oh like, yeah. Oh my God! If I hit that, I'm gonna poke a hole. Like it's in your mind, and Santee Cooper's a lot like that for me too. Like it's one of those places. It takes me like a day to go. All right, kind of got to get into this. Like it's Thunderdome. Like this is not a glass fishery.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I don't think anywhere has anywhere has more. Seminole's got more rebar than anywhere I've been.
1: It's weird. I've never really.
3: uh, i mean a it's a good idea to mark the stumps and the channel yeah. you know with the white pole and the reef that's where the rest of the rebar gets in. okay i got you uh but what happens is when someone breaks that white pole off then the rebar is still in the stump and then you hit you hit it you know that's the that's the problem with it but
1: i was down there one time fishing a bfl as a co-angler i was like 17 i made a regional and the guy I drew on day two was from Kentucky at zero. The first day he was ready to get out of there, he hated his life. Super nice guy. But he was like, Hey man, if I ain't caught anything by 12, I'm getting the hell out of here. Well, I end up catching a seven pounder. We'll do wow. that, that one fish. It was like October's miserable. It was like right out. Like oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, it almost made the All American for me at 17. Right. Like I missed it by a pound.
3: I think I did I? I might have fished that one. I don't remember. Dude. I, 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 was, like I, I was young. Yeah, but, but I caught the
1: fish. And this dude, he goes, well, I guess I gotta stay till the end of the day. And he wanted to go home. And dude, I've never felt so bad. We're we're in Spring Creek, and this dude hits a stump that's got a damn nail nailed in the top of it. And he had a champion, a two ten champion. And you just—he's on the trummer, and you just hear. Yeah! And I'm like, what is that, man? He gets off of it, and this dude, like, he's his boat was pristine, nothing like mine. And yours. like, he did, yeah. you know, dude. And it's just. It's just a gouge. Like you could take your thumb and get in it and just trashes his boat and he had to stay because of me.
3: Oh god.
1: <laughs> had we not got, had we not had to wait on me to weigh this bass in, uh, he would have he would have he would never <laughs> hit it. And I felt terrible. And he was he was super nice. He, he told everybody all day, and this may be if you were in the event, I do think the gator division was in it. Yeah, I think Bama, Choo Choo. Yeah. You no, know, I, I think. I, I, think, I think I Gator. I don't
3: know. I think I just started driving. Okay, uh, I was just Steve, going.
1: Steve Kennedy was in it. Yeah, Steve Kennedy was in the tournament. He did good, and yeah. he had a little tunnel hole deal going on. Went yeah. way up the Flynn or whatever. But uh I caught one keeper the first day. The guy I was with hit a rock. I caught one little one, oh. and then and I lost a two pounder. And I think maybe I missed all American by two pounds, whatever. But yeah. but like I'd never caught dude. I'd caught like some five pounders. Like I don't know that I'd ever caught a six. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. this fish was really long and skinny. When dude netted her, he's like, that's a 10-pounder. He was from Kentucky. He didn't know. Yeah. He yeah. So I was like, damn, dude, I caught a 10-pounder. Everybody we saw all day. Yeah. The water, he's like, y'all doing any good? He's like, my co-hanger's got a 10-pounder. When, <laughs> when we got back to, uh, to Wingates yeah. that afternoon, someone from FLW Brought me a damn weigh-in bag. They were like, "Get it up here, son!" Like, dude, they were waiting on me. Like, oh yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, Daddy came to play." And I think it weighed like six twelve. <laughs> <laughs> when we got when I got on stage with it, I forget who I forget who the tournament director was. But he was like, "All right, Luke, that's that's a big one. What are you thinking?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm gonna say like eight one." And I was being conservative because I was like a ten pounder.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: six pounder. He goes, he goes, you big eyed that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and and then the craziest part of this is if you go back and look at the record i did not officially win big bass in the tournament so they had a side pot for the right. money that i did not pay at the meeting because i missed it i ended up getting the they gave me the plaque for big bass which i have in my shop from that yeah. tournament from 2000 whatever 2000 maybe 2000
3: Four. Oh,
1: yeah that's 2000 Four. i think it was 2000 oh. Yeah, right. yeah, two thousand, two thousand one. Anyways, I have the plaque and did not win a penny for it. They oh. gave the other dude the money that caught a smaller bass than oh. me. I didn't put my 10 bucks in the side pot, and they weren't officially paying money for big bass.
3: It was a side oh. pot.
1: it was that was in the operation bass days, actually, it wasn't f eleven. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's so I've got a lot
1: of memories of Seminole. A lot of yeah. Lot of them. Uh almost died in a tornado when we were there for the FLW tour in a house trailer. <laughs> oh Dude, yeah, like me and Sam George and then I have my camera guy. Well, yes, dude, the video from that's hilarious. Like we had tornado warnings, dude. It got it got sideways where we were staying, man. Oh
3: my gosh.
1: Holes in the roof of the place from where that hurricane came through Dude, it was flooding in the house it was craziest damn week of our life. Oh, like that
3: we yeah, went right it, after the right hurricane.
1: after. It looked like it that's looked right. like uh okay. To quote uh Russell Russell Cecil, my buddy Russell from Texas, Russell said, "Yeah, it looks like Beirut. <laughs> it looked like something overseas, dude. It was just everything was just leveled. Look like a yeah. bomb from Hurricane Michael. Yeah,
3: it was crazy. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right
1: after, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, me, man. That like uh, that's all I can think about every time I watch Seminole, though. And then when you're talking about stumps, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've been there done that many times, buddy. Many times. Yeah. Man. Well, dude, I I always appreciate you coming on. I reached out to you." Not long ago, I was like, "Dude, we got to talk about this MPFL thing." So I'm glad we could do it the week of, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we get to talk to you on camera because you said, "Dude, we're gonna have fun if if you get if I'm commentating and you're on live." Yeah. It's gonna be. A oh,
3: yeah. Oh yeah. No, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm excited, and uh, anytime, man, I, I enjoy coming on here, talking to you, and catching up. It's always good, buddy. And uh,
1: you know, I wish I could say come up to the house and hang out while you're a Pickwick, but I'm gonna be in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in studio for a tournament that's 35 minutes from my house. Oh,
3: man. Oh, you guys should have set up there uh, on the water there.
1: Yeah. Well, we did that year one. And then yeah. the production value, it's just, it's, I don't want to say easier. It's just everything runs smoother when we're in studio. Yeah. It's just yeah. signal wise and everything. Yeah. New. That's the reason Bass does it that way. There's a reason yeah. MLF does it that way. Yeah. We tried it, it was cool. I miss dearly being at the events and seeing everybody at right. the way in and high five because it's that's part of it for me. And it's a little right. being 12 hours from it. But uh yeah, man, we have fun anyways. Man, I got fat cat to hang out with and right, right. right. The only bad part about him is he gives awkward hugs constantly. He's <laughs> John Cox, you're the man. I appreciate you, buddy.
3: Uh thanks, Luke. Thanks. John
1: Cox, everybody. One of the John Coxes. <laughs> all right, that's all she wrote with John Boyd, John Cox. Like I said, one of my favorite folks, always a great freaking time with him. And uh, just you can't make his life up in the insanity he takes it on. But he is a tournament fisherman, period. That's all he wants to do. and He's obviously very damn good at it. Got a lot of events coming up this year, and uh, I can't wait as you guys are listening to this and, and Pickwick's fixing to get rolling there for the MPFL. I can't wait to see how he does with us this year. I'm sure it'll be more of the same that it's been everywhere he's been in his career, especially in recent years. But I thank John for coming on. I thank the folks from the W Sauce for bringing you the sauce right there with old John Boy. Don't forget, you can tune in and watch us MPFL live. Go to the MPFL uh, website there. You're gonna to get to see it on Fix TV. The Fix TV app is where you can find weighing in with Luke and Fat Cat. It's it's gonna be a large time. Go check that out as well. And then the Bassmaster Classic. Don't forget. Don't forget. 1 p.m. in the Express Boat Booth, and then that night the Throwdown Parking Lot Party tailgate for all the low lifers at the Hill Bar and Grill there in downtown Knoxville. It's gonna be fun, man. The next few weeks are gonna be wild. Lots of goings on, lots of traveling, but uh, it's the Traveling Circus, baby, so that's all we ever do. Thank you all, each and every one of you all, for tuning in each and every week. I appreciate you with all I got. It's awesome. Getting to do this, getting to interact with you all at events coming up, like the classic. It's just, it means more than you realize, and uh, we're going to always do it as long as we got a breath in us and as long as you all keep showing up. All right, you bunch of lowlifers. So go take you out with some Biloxi Blues, and I'll see you all. Next time,
2: couldn't make it last. Spanish lost the Civil War gold. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. And this highway. Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there